It's the story of three extraordinary women, Romeo and Juliet's Juliet of House Capulet, who will encounter the love of her life and her family's most bitter enemy, the Montagues. Moulin Rouge's Satine, a cabaret dancer, who will be caught between her love for a humble writer and her destiny as a duke's betrothed. The great Gatsby's Daisy, a southern debutante, who will be tested by the passion of an old flame while struggling to hold her place in the aristocracy. Set in a modern and intimate cabaret, Baz's star-crossed love is a celebration, a mashup of music and moments from the greatest love stories imagined by famed director Baz Luhrmann. These tales, taken from Lerman's hits, are told through original musical pieces and contemporary songs. These three stories intertwine, capturing the moments and the emotions that capture the viewer with soul-stirring music and stunning performances from an ensemble cast. Get your tickets today and experience Baz, star-crossed love only at the Palazzo Las Vegas by visiting any Venetian or Palazzo box office online at palazzo.com or by calling 866-641-7469. Shows start promptly at 7 p.m. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. So, Will, do you know who our next guest is? Because I do. Uh, no, but you can tell me. Okay, well, she's a comedian. She was born in Canada, okay. but she, for some reason, lives in the UK. What's that all about? I don't know. Um, maybe it's an accent thing. <laughs> her name is Catherine Ryan, and uh, I'm excited to meet her. She was So, she is quite funny, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I heard she's coming with an entourage. We'll see. Yeah. Some people like to bring their peeps. And, I mean, uh, like the whole family? Peeps. Yeah. Mom, dad. Dad, siblings, brother, sister, cousin. Cousins. Dog. They're actually bringing... It's, they're going to have a cookout here. Oh, good. Yeah, like family style. Hibachi. We're going to do like a Korean barbecue setup. Oh. It's been really nice. A little shabu shabu. Yeah. Is that... It's not like British food. <laughs> Korean barbecue? <laughs> Super British. It's very it British. Canadian, Korean... What is it? <laughs> Canadian, Korean, British. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Hibachi? Why? Why? That's why Japanese. do we have to have Korean? Japanese. Huh? Why? Why? Why are you making us eat this food? Just Korean barbecue, Sal. You bring your little barbecue. Oh. Put it in the middle of the table. Oh, like Ayukaku? Yeah. Oh, I like that place. Yeah. Yeah, they have good noodles. <laughs> I know you're supposed to like cook your own meat and stuff, but I do that at home. That's I don't need to saying. go to a restaurant and do it. And do, yeah. 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 Well, thanks for putting me to work, restaurant. <laughs> I'm gonna I know, be right? lazy and have you cook my food. The kids make me do it. I'm do like, it I gotta do it at home. But I, it is fun to make the marshmallows at the end. Oh, that's right. They do little desserts. Yeah, and stuff. like my s'mores. Now I'm s'more. starving, and I just you saw me just eat a whole plate of pasta, and it no, was green. Was it, it was pasta? It was pasta with cheese and some sort of green sauce that was a salady because uh, it was I thought cold. It was like an edamame. No, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was the only thing that looked carby, and the rest of it was like this little, you know, what's the not couscous, but the quinoa. Quinoa, and then that gets in my teeth, and oh. I can't handle it. And since I have a guest coming in, Day's I was over. like, hell no to quinoa. Yeah. I don't Just like big, no. huge sandwiches. That's what she said. <laughs> big, huge, huge sandwich. sandwiches. <laughs> I, mean, I think most women like big, huge sandwiches, but mm-hmm. I don't love them. Okay. They're he- like, I don't know. They're just a little heavy for right. lunch. It's a moderate-sized yeah. sandwich. 
I prefer like a Del Taco, small red bean and cheese burrito, extra sauce, extra cheese, easy on the beans, now, onions. You are one of the few people mm-hmm. who understands the Del Taco. Oh, yes. I tell people, I'm like, Del Taco is far superior to Taco Bell. It's and they're so like, better. Gross. I'm like, it's amazing drunk food. And they're like, ugh, Del Taco is the worst. I'm like, how did, what? It's the Taco best Bell is- ever. They tra- Taco Bell treated, they were, they used to be cool yeah. and now they got all fancy and it doesn't, I, I don't want to eat fried chicken. I was just going to say. That is the wrap of a taco. A taco shell is fried <laughs> chicken. That is just wrong. <laughs> I hear the commercials and I literally dry heave. I'm pretty sure that everyone there is drunk all the time. No, like, they're not. How do you come up with those My things? kids do like Taco Bell because they have these Mountain Dew freezy things. Uh-huh. Um, that just jacked them up on caffeine. So, uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. the Arctic Blast or whatever. Yeah, I don't, it is. wow, we we know a little bit too much about Baja Taco Blast. Bell. Yeah. But right now, I will tell you that Del Taco brought back their shrimp tacos. Oh, and they're like beer battered shrimp tacos are yummy. Okay. Um, but I Del Taco is the best. There's no lard in their beans. And now they oh. have like plates with black beans and avocados and chicken, just chicken. No, like if you want to eat healthy, go to Del Taco. Also, if you want a burger, yeah, you can get hamburger at Del Hello. Taco. Really, french and fries? churros. The French fries are crinkled. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I will say about the French fries is you have to ask for salt. They don't salt them. The fries. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I'm a professional. Do- I know the whole menu. Uh, tacos del Carbone. They okay. now have turkey taco meat. Oh, it comes and goes. They had uh, fried jalapenos that they don't have anymore. So good. Okay. Um, they have the classic taco, which doesn't have cheese, but now they have a new taco that added tomatoes on top. It's a little larger. Oh. And it's a little more expensive. Okay. I stick with the classic. Classic. Their nacho cheese is the best nacho cheese. Is it the liquidy nacho cheese? Yes. I love that liquidy But fake it's nacho just cheese. better because the chips are old school. Yeah. Not like fancy. It's just good. Right. Um, they have quesadillas that have jalapenos in them. Those are my favorite. Those are good. Yep. Yeah. The kids, they don't love Del Taco. I don't know why. They prefer Taco Bell. Sounds like you didn't raise them, right? I feel the same way. You I'm ruined. like, don't you Their know? Their lives are over. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they know, like, oh, guess what? We have to go to Del Taco, right? I'm like, well, we can do two stops. One for you guys and one for me. Because yeah. we live in the car a lot, so we have to get fast food. Because you guys are like a traveling bluegrass band. Pretty much. Play out of your car. Yeah. Yeah. I know where all the Del Tacos are in the valley and the one that's over here. Where's the one over here? It's on Santa Monica Boulevard right by the 405 and it's not a drive through Oh, that's far. Yeah. That's the closest one. That's the only one? one. Yeah. There used to be one on Highland and Santa Monica that they got rid of and put some stupid thing up. Yeah. Chick-fil-A? I think so. Is that what it is? That's Sunset in Highland. No, that's... Uh, all I know is they took it out. And oh. I used to go all the way out of my way just to go there. And then when they had like the demolition crew in, mm-hmm. I was the saddest person alive. Did you protest? Were you the one... Were you outside I was the, the one that like... Keep my Del Taco. What the hell? Bring back the Del. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's exactly what I was screaming. I knew it. Yes. Tacos for life. Um, All right. So I guess we're just going to wait for our comedian friend. You can intro her and I'll just say like, or say like, okay, well, we're going to talk to her. We should really talk to Del Taco about sponsoring and advertising on our show since we're such fans. We should. Yeah, we can have a whole segment sampling yeah. new recipes. We'll bring a Del Taco chef in. One of everything. One. Oh, yeah. Can you guys bring one of everything, please? That'd be a huge feast, and guess what? It would cost us four dollars and seventeen cents. That's right. That's the beauty of Del Taco. They have not raised their prices in twenty-five years. Shut up. <laughs> I'm lying. But okay, I was like, that seems. Impossible. But they really are inexpensive. Yes. And I will say, when I go to McDonald's, 
you know, for the kids, it's like 11 bucks. That's not cheap. Yeah. When I get a Del Taco, it's like four. You're right. So it's better. Did the kids get the Happy Meal? Um, no, I have, uh, I don't mean they're, they're pigs. Oh. One gets a Big Mac okay. with no cheese. With and no one cheese? Gets, no cheese. No oh, cheese. Weirdo. And then the other one gets a quarter pounder, double quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. They're complete opposites. Who's the cheese and who's the no cheese? Jake's super cheesy. Okay. And Mason is a no cheese kind of dude. I, I haven't met Mason. The but based on all of the stuff you've taught, that makes sense. I see it. Yeah, I see no. the no cheese. He's there. not into cheese. He's an, uh, not a cheesy person. Jake, however, is quite cheesy. <laughs> so, okay, so we have Catherine Ryan coming in in any second, and uh, can't wait to talk to her. She's going to be funny, apparently, so we'll see what we think. <laughs> We're going to judge her. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure that you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. And unfortunately, a lot of times this just is not the case. People configure cars online only to later find out that they're not available. With TrueCar, you can get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by TrueCar, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a TrueCar certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car that you want. Next, TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the same exact car that you've been looking for. So now you know what a fair price is you can buy with confidence. Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. There are over 13,000 TrueCar Certified Dealers nationwide. You will work directly with a TrueCar Certified Dealer contact. And true car users are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with true car certified dealers. True car users save an average of $3,000 off MSRP. So when you're ready to buy your next car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And don't forget that some of these features are not available in all states. Hey everybody, I'm sitting here with the gorgeous comedian, Catherine Ryan. Welcome. I'm not gorgeous. I was just going to say, you're like stunning, especially for a podcast. Oh, you're so sweet. I, I generally look like shit when I'm in here, yeah. but I worked before I got here. Same. I got, so you're gorgeous. You're, yeah, I was like, your makeup's like <laughs> on point. We were both in disguise. Yes, because generally I'm in Uggs. I did go home and change because I was in like a fancy outfit. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, I have to wear my sweats in here because it's just... It gets cold and then hot and then cold and then hot. That's but you're in a, like a fancy, fancy outfit. With like wings. Yes. I have to wow. wear after this and before. But I was really happy to come here because this is right up my street. It's all the things that I love. And some people in England where I've lived for the last 10 years don't know so much about American things. Well, you know, it's funny because I was reading that you were born in Canada, but yet you perform in, and you live in the UK. Why? Why? Mm, <laughs> just, I'm know. just confused. Well, um, I think there are a lot of Canadian comedians living here in Los Angeles or in New York right. because it's, a, I think, a richer market for stand-up. Canada's wonderful. I mean, I know countless really talented Canadian comedians, but it is super big. And a lot of the time, it's really cold. And you get and, lost in the shuffle a little. Yeah. And if you are um, open micing at the beginning when you're not making a lot of money, you just, I mean, I, I can't see how they could afford to do a gig that is an eight-hour flight away. Yeah. And you can only gig so much in your 
in your town, and that's my personal experience of. But, but why London? I know you said there's, yeah. a, you know, it's we are we do have a lot of talent here in mm-hmm. LA, and we have a lot of talent in New York. But mm-hmm. what I know, it's a big city. I didn't know they were really well known for their like comedians. Yeah, yeah. Well, neither did I when I moved there. I was just starting out as an open mic comedian in Canada, and I had a boyfriend who was also oh. a comedian, something I do not recommend. Oh, yeah. I don't either, even though I have one at the moment, but I haven't in like seven years, and it's hard. Yeah. He's not a comedian, is he? Oh, hell no. Oh, fine. No. But is he in entertainment? No. Fine. That's why it's kind of working. Yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, comedy in, in the UK and London is the best in the world. We have to go. And he was right. I mean, he's... He moved, and he'd been doing comedy a lot longer than I have, but I found that it really is a place where there are lots of open mics, lots of opportunities to learn and to grow and to get on stage, and that's what you need when you're starting out. And my dad's Irish, so I'm an Irish citizen, so I could live and work there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Who knows what'll happen post-Brexit? I'll be chucked out. <laughs> but uh, You might. <laughs> yes. So it's been really good, and I'm glad that... We made that decision, and I, I'm Canadian, but I wasn't really doing comedy there. I'm a British comic with right. this accent. Yeah, you do have you have a, like a hybrid accent. Oh. You know, there's definitely Canadian. I'm not hearing the oot and a boot, but no. I'm but I am hearing a little bit of some a British whatever it is. Well, that's my daughter who nearly smashed your table outside. Yeah. She's cute, though. Well, she makes an impression. <laughs> Hello, Smash. She, beautiful table, by the way. And she's gorgeous. Thank you. Beautiful daughter. Made her myself. Oh. Um, she's English. She's born in England, and she has British friends. She goes to British school, obviously. She has a British accent. And she corrects me if I try to say tomato. She's like, no, mommy, it's tomato. So you do after 10 years. Right. Yeah, of course. to adapt a little bit of the, I don't know. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I think that if anytime I'm around any of my friends, I have, I have a lot of Australian friends. Yeah. I pick up a little bit of their slang. It takes a couple days to wear off. My friends yeah. are like, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm around all of you. You guys have this accent. It That's just it. happens. And the same with slang words, like fetch in Mean Girls. Is yeah, an right. example of, you know. You pick up their lingo, like anyone you're around for a long time. It's tribal. Yes. It's so like Lindsay Lohan in Europe for two days, and all of a sudden she's like, hello, I think we should talk about children. Have you heard her speaking lately? No, I try not to. <laughs> I mean. Well, she. I know she's based in London. She's there right now, right? No, I think oh. she's moved to. I mean, I don't know. I, think I don't like, like. If we know that, we're pretty sad. I'm sad, and I think she lives in Dubai, and I oh. think she was definitely out in Europe for a while, and a, an actress, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not an actress. Soaks up accents better, but you. I mean, if you're interested, yeah. which I gather that you're not. Google. No, yeah, I mean, not. I'm not interested in Lindsay per se. I'm not. Oh. I mean, I hope that she's great and yeah. good. I just don't. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> I guess is pretty much it. <laughs> That's okay. where it comes down to. So it's funny. I was reading recently. You did. You pulled this hoax on Twitter. Oh yeah. And it didn't go over. I mean, you 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 were happy about it, but people were pissed. And they were coming at you, right? Well, I know you had a thing with a nativity photo. I hate to drag that all up again, but how dare you? I am a Christian. I believe in the the Christ in the sky. (laughs) I do too. And you really... I really did it. Shot on my Christmas dreams. I I hear about it pretty much every day still. But this is the thing. You've got to live your life because no matter what you do, there'll be someone that's like, I'm offended. Do you know, you can have this. There's a man in England, and he has a Netflix special. He's a wonderful comedian called Jimmy Carr. And he said to me, offense is taken, never given. Oh, that's so that's people, good, yeah. Yeah. Are you offended often? I'm not. I, it's very, it's hard to offend me. Yes. It's very difficult. Because yeah. in general, anything that offends me, I 
find kind of comical. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I enjoy being offended yeah. in a way, except the one thing I don't enjoy is what I was reading that you got, like, people, and it's your fault. Why did you do that? Because you said you so, had a butt implant or a butt lift. Yeah. So to set this up for the American listener, <laughs> um, though I'm sure you have admirers all over the world. Mm-hmm. We, you might know about alternative facts right now and fake news happening yes. politically. We have a lot of chat shows in the UK that I appear on sometimes, and a lot of my friends do, and they're about culture, sometimes about politics. It's um, it's kind of a different TV vibe over there. So I was on one of these, and it was called Fake News, and it's in response to all these alternative facts. And one of the games was tweet out a lie and see how far it goes and whoever gets the furthest you get the points points are invisible no, <laughs> what, what yeah. are you getting here okay just imaginary points okay. and i'm very competitive and i think i always um in my stand-up and in my life i i don't try to compete i think you can't you have to have a your own authentic vision. voice right. and your own periphery and your own point of view i've always been really into pop culture right now i'm following this plastic surgeon on snapchat who does uh, Brazilian butt lifts, BBLs. I think they're very now. Boobs, everybody has boobs. Everyone, yeah. So now it's like, let's cinch in the waist and have this big, fertile, beautiful bum. And this is this cartoonification that we're going to push now. And yeah. a lot of celebrities are still, I think, denying that they've had it because in our Everyone's culture, denying it. But they're all saying, yeah, I got my boobs done, but I would yeah, never yeah. do my butt. Like, what? It's the same. I mean, not the same, but it's like, shut up. You had a flat ass and now you have yeah. a bubble butt. <laughs> yeah. It makes me crazy. And it does. And I think I feel for them because we've got this culture set up of just unattainable ideals. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yep. You have to be perfect and ageless, but you certainly mustn't do anything to no, influence God forbid. any of that. So you no. have to lie. You're meant to feel shame. So I knew that I would be interested in tweeting out, oh, Catherine got a BBL by an unlicensed surgeon. <laughs> and the tabloid culture in the Britain, I knew. It's crazy, right? They'd be like, for shame, that's awful woman and of course it went wrong because she tried to make herself what we want her to be and how dare she and then people got mad because they trust me and I don't lie very often so so you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't basically but then you said hey like listen I'm doing a show called fucking fake news yeah yeah. and it's it's a joke people just they don't I feel like they just have to have an opinion and it Mm. can never be it just it has to be hateful yeah. They can't be like, listen, that's your body. You do what you want. As long as you're happy, then you should do whatever you want to be happy. Yeah. It has to be like, shame on you. It's your fault. I hope you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think that is specific to being a woman. And I don't know if you get this as well. They, there'll be sexual threats and there'll be really violent threats. And you're just like, okie doke. I, I like I want the sexual threats. I haven't no Do not you? like not the threat. I guess it's no. a threat. No, I want the sexual comments. I enjoy them. I find them okay. Like when you kind of want to offend me sexually, it's really hard. So what kind of things do you get? Um, I get things about I should like die. Oh. I don't enjoy those or that no. my like I I'm a wax figure. I look cr- like like pla- I get a lot of mean they're mean they're not sexual oh i yeah. mean if i got like oh i want to have sex with you or like i want to put my yeah. cock between your boobs i'd be yep. like okay well maybe let's talk about That's it where it goes i mean it's i mean <laughs> no but but it's a compliment because okay. they're saying that i'm attractive enough for them to want, think about me that way yeah and you but don't when, feel marginalized or objectified when they do that you know what i don't no Good. I don't. <laughs> I mean, a lot of women do, and there's, and I get it because I can say back, "fuck off." Yeah, I can say whatever I want, and it doesn't matter. Yes, you know, and I don't take things 
too personally. Because mm-hmm. if I did, I would be crying all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, you would. I think a lot of it has to do with understanding your brand and separating yourself from the amplified version of yourself that you know they see right. on TV. Exactly. And so when they want you to die, no. They want like the producer's angry version of you <laughs> who was asked to do this and that. Right? Die. Well, I mean, I think... Well, as you know, a comic, you know that when you're on stage and there's like, let's say it's, you're going to take it personal, Mm -hmm. even if it's, if it's, it's your routine, it's your information, it's your comedy. And if no one's laughing, it's going to hurt you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't you think? Well, in the beginning, it certainly did. And I think everybody views, well, not everybody, but one of the most popular fears is public speaking or stand-up comedy. People go, oh, that'd be really scary. It'd be really difficult. Um, but then you do it enough times and you fall on your ass enough times and you die enough times on stage that it doesn't hurt anymore. And it's a really peaceful uh, understanding of, oh, I'm not the most important person in the world. If this all goes completely tits up, everybody's healthy. Everybody goes home tonight. Everybody's safe. Whereas if I were a cardiologist yeah. or heaven forbid performing BBLs oh my God, and something went wrong, <laughs> I mean, I would never forgive myself. So right. it's a really silly, playful job. And if people get upset, I like that, you know, the buck stops with me. They're only upset with me and I don't hurt people because yeah. believe it or not, I don't want to hurt people. <laughs> I don't, I don't seem like you want to hurt people, no. but I've dated some comedians in the past Uh-oh. and if they have a show where no one's laughing, they're in a dark hole for a week. Yeah. That's the boys. Yeah. Those are the, exactly. It is the boys, right? Mm. It's a guy thing. It's just their, e- is it the ego? Like, yes. Okay. I mean, I could dance around it. Yeah. And they're not all like that. It's hashtag not all men. Um, and I have to ask myself tough questions sometimes. Like, Catherine, are you a misandrist? Do you really wish well for a man? I love men. I know a lot of wonderful men. But in stand-up comedy, in my personal experience, the girls are a lot tougher. Resilient. We're resilient. Yeah. yeah. Where guys, I feel like they go dark. A little bit, and it's oh, like, no. dude, you're. I I had to stop going to the shows because yeah. if no one was laughing, I would start to get anxiety for yes. what was going to happen on our car ride home. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, I don't oh, want to no. be here. Absolutely not. Is like, it you don't, public knowledge who you dated? Is it like famous comics that uh, I would not, know? Not, not. I'm going to talk after. I don't think it's necessarily famous, but up and coming. Cool. Yeah, not. I mean, and I love like I love comedy. I yeah. mean, it's it's so. I, I just, I, it's something I love to watch. I love all different kinds of it. It's, yeah. you know, I want to be happy. Yes. <laughs> and I want to be offended. Comedy's is- fun. So I think the thing to do is not to date the comedians. Just go and watch their show. Yes, exactly. I've dated comedians too. I mean, almost exclusively. Because well, you're with them. Because they're the people, they're right. the only people I you know. See, yeah, right? And some of them are actually really lovely. But I totally get what you mean where you become the carer. And you're just like, they're there. There'll be another day. It's It's tough being a... Chuckle fucker, I think we're called. A chuckle fucker? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. I've been called that. You know, when um, sometimes there are names, like if you date a hockey player, you're a puck bunny. Oh. And if you date a certain athlete, you'd be a, a wag. wag. Okay, I've heard of yeah. wags. That's what, that's Comedians it. have either gag hags or chuckle fuckers. Gag hags. I, I like think, that. That sounds a little sexual. It does. Well, oh. Well, see, the I sexualize everything. That's yeah. why it doesn't offend me when. Of course not. You know, I get that. that I don't Good. get that kind of those tweets, but I'll take them. <laughs> no, um, no, but I, I now. With this Netflix special, this is your second one? No, I had um, 
an audio special go out just as sort of a podcast type thing. And I've done a lot of stand-up specials in the UK on television there, live at the Apollo and the BBC, different things. All right, you're fired. Central. Well, my, you said it was her second one, no, but that's, that's okay. okay. Do you know where second might have come from? This is my first um, worldwide Netflix special, and I'm the second British-based comedian to have mm. one and the second Canadian to have one. Oh, so you get to you get to claim both? Yeah. That's kind of awesome. And like really I'm neither of those things. What am I? Am I Canadian <laughs> you're, anymore? You're a hybrid. I, I am. You're a hybrid. Yeah. I'm yeah. illegal. No, I'm not illegal. <laughs> don't don't say that in, in the United country. States right now. You might be want to be careful. I know, it's a scary time. It, yeah, it really is. Um so this one's called Catherine Ryan in Trouble. Yeah. What 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 is that? I mean, are you just always in trouble? Yeah. Pretty much. I think um, I I talk to my audience. I do comedy in a very unfiltered way, I guess. And I talk to everyone the way I would text with my best friend. You know those texts. Yeah. You never want to send those texts to the wrong person because they're for your best friend. Right. And you're not evil because she knows you and you're just having a laugh with your best friend. Well, that's how I just talk to everyone. And sometimes it's taken out of context or misunderstood, misinterpreted and... I get in trouble, which is crazy because I think... Because you don't mean... You mean well. Yeah, of course I do. Comedians are... We talk about dark things sometimes because there's lightness and darkness in life. So there should be lightness and darkness in comedy. We're trying to make the bad things better. Yeah, you you find humor in tragedy. I do. Yeah, I mean, we all do. And so when an SNL writer is let go because she's offended people, but the president of the United States can say whatever he or she wants. <laughs> Not naming any names. No. It's just a weird incongruency right now. I, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to make people sad, but I keep doing it. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you. Everything I do is pretty much I'm in trouble for something yeah. or another. And I don't really mean to. I'm just having fun in the moment. Yeah. But then people take things in an inappropriate... They take things too seriously to an yeah. extent. And then... And then we're finding ourselves, I don't know, I, I find myself now censoring things that I want to say Oh, because I'm scared of what will happen, like what more lawsuits I'll get and <gasps> what more, you know what you I'm saying? actual lawsuits. Oh, yeah. It must be difficult to have a platform like yours because in Britain, I'm super protected. It's like this little community. Everybody is my friend. Right. But here, I mean, you are very famous. Oh, I mean, I don't know about that, but I know that no matter what, it's you can sue someone here, even if you know you're a public figure. You can say I don't like what you said about me, and there can be a lawsuit. Ugh. And it's like, wait, but a comedians can say whatever they want about anyone, and you're not suing them. I mean, I, I just yeah. I, I feel like I did um a show the other day with some comedians, and I was their guest, mm-hmm. and they were asking me questions, and I found myself censoring yeah. my answers, which I hate to do, and that's not who I am. And normally, I just. Say so, what? Yeah, but and, and I'm just feeling that we're in a time in this in this world, especially in the United States, where I'm just, I'm afraid to be me. Oh gosh, well it is super litigious. Yeah. Um, do you guys have that? Is, is that like do people sue people all the time? And in- no, not the way it is here. No, people. I mean, there are libel cases brought up in slander and that now and then, um, but for the most part, no. I mean, my hat. <laughs> I take it off to you because that is tough. You should be able to express yourself, uh, not in a way that violates other people's human rights, but... But what yeah. is it? The first amount... Is it the first... What is the... Yeah, freedom of speech. Yeah, right. Why, why can't that just apply to mm-hmm. all of it? I don't know. But, I mean, I didn't know you'd had actual lawsuits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't want to be famous like you. How long no. have you been famous for? Um, 
let's see. I think when I started Housewives, probably five years ago. Were you like a teen model though? I was a a teen model. <gasps> Did you have to travel a lot? And I be in yes, and I got to travel a lot because I was I was from a small city and I wanted to leave it. Yes, Same. so yeah, mm-hmm. so it was good to get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> and I lived in Europe. I didn't go to college. I just kind of went to Europe. And college then, of life. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't though. It was so eye-opening, and I learned all these different cultures, and I met a lot of the friends I have today. I met from then, so you know, twenty years later, we're still all friends. Oh, wow! So it's good. And then Real Housewives just catapulted you into this. How quickly did it happen? Um, it was, re- you know, it was really like I married an actor, got a divorce. They knew saw it, you know, in the tabloids. I'm like, oh, this chick is not afraid to say anything she wants to say because yeah. I was fighting back so they just came to me I knew what, one of the girls on the show and they said do you want to do this I'm like uh, yeah I don't have anything else to do yeah. and I don't have a college education and I have two kids to support hey well that's a really nice way of turning lemons into lemonade then because yeah. I didn't know that this I knew about the uh, split the scandal that was yes. worldwide news but um, and hey I was it, angry as well <laughs> I think uh, it was fascinating and aren't we funny that we want to read and know about someone else's marriage. It's a it's a strange world we live in, and that's what I'm always commenting on, the meta-narrative of it all. We're all in trouble. What does that say about us? But then that you have this career and that you've continued to be out, outspoken and a public figure. That's really cool. Well, thank you. I like it. That's very sweet. Well, yeah. No, I mean oh. it. I watched the show. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good. You know, it's great. I mean, it was like, it was, what was I going to do? But yeah, at the well, same time... You know, it's a double-edged sword because, like we were talking about, always in trouble, saying things that cause lawsuits and yeah. getting people pissed off. Yeah, no, but you are like it's a David and Goliath situation because the media is like this beast, and then you can tame the beast or not. And it really came after you hard. I mean, we know what the tabloid culture is like. Britain kind of oh yeah, you that. guys, I know, right? And then you tamed the beast, and that's amazing. I don't know that alone. That's very there sweet. should be an awards spectacle. <laughs> In Los Angeles. Yes. I'm going to get an award and shit. That'd be awesome. It's hard. That's hard. Well done. Uh, Thank you. I don't know if I could do the same. No, you could. Just run away You seem like you're very ballsy and you have it all together. Did you ever want to come out here and do comedy? Yeah. I did comedy for the first time in LA at the comedy store last night. Oh, wow. How'd that go? Yeah, it was fun. It was weird because in Britain, I was always special because I sound like a monkey to them. But then here, <laughs> yeah, here I don't have an accent really. I'm, I'm just. It's a, it's there's a else. little difference. I mean, if people didn't know where you were They'd coming just be from, like, oh, she's like, an asshole. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that Madonna? Is that, who is that? Madonna's brother. That's yeah. me. I sound a bit like that Dorit. Yes, you do. I was gonna say it, but yeah. but I actually like her. I like me her. Too. I like it. I'm not mad at it. No, I feel like it's but, sexy in a weird way. You just can't help it if you're like. In a lot of airports and grew up all over the world, you're going to talk a bit. And your husband has an accent. You know what I mean? Like, I guess you're going to pick that up. But half the time, it's, you know, I like it. But you wouldn't think that Britain is a completely different culture to America. I didn't. You know, it's... um, we have the same sort of right-wing government at the minute, and we are both very Western developed nations. I didn't think it would be super different, but it is different over here, and there's sensitivities over here that I'm not used to in England. Also, I'm very spoiled in England. 
everybody kind of knows me and here no one does. And so it's you like have starting to, from scratch. It is like starting from scratch. You have to introduce yourself all over again and do the whole, hi, my name is this and be really clear about your jokes. And, um, it's tough and it's very competitive. You have a lot, we have a lot of amazing comedians in Britain, but this is obviously a much bigger country, bigger audience. You have more comedians. Um, but it might be good just because yeah. I mean, when you, when people know who you are and they expect you to be funny and do you find that maybe you could get into a little bit of a rut and then coming out here, a different audience, you can find how to change up yeah. and, and change what you're putting out there and get new material really just from having a different audience. Definitely. It's good to, to do that, to challenge yourself because you get lazy if yeah. everybody's like, great okay, job. We Catherine. love you. You're <laughs> yeah. awesome. Although you can do no wrong. <laughs> Britain aren't really like that. They are the most um, witty and cutting, sarcastic, caustic, self-deprecating country. I love that. See, I didn't know. I just thought everyone was like perfect and proper and <laughs> all the time. And then they, you know, they had the ladies of London and I'm watching it half American anyway, yeah. but I didn't realize that you guys are actually, well, you guys, like, I don't even know what they. to call you, but they are fucking fun. Yeah. And they say that bad words and they do crazy shit and oh, they're not they, all that proper. They drink a lot of yes, beer. Yes. I like the it. The lad culture of drinking. I mean, I was staying here at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills for a while and it was just I felt gently frowned upon if I had champagne with breakfast. They were like, what do you mean? What kind of green smoothie would you like? And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm English. You can have a little bit of wine when you're pregnant when you live in Europe. I mean, it's a, it's very relaxed, really fun, ballsy, real down-to-earth women of all shapes and sizes, all ages on television. There is still that stigma that, you know, the, the men will be like, 90 years old wheeled on to the screen and their co-presenter is this like, like 20. 15 year old babe you're like what the but it's not as but bad but still here too I mean it's no, the same I, here oh I mean it's not as bad in Britain as it is here oh okay I'm like because it happens all the time here girl I know yes so uh no Britain's fun I've so never been fun. what I've only been to Heathrow the airport <laughs> what did you do there what I was wrong? I was a stopover I was going to <laughs> I don't know where I was going but like I shopped and I was excited and I was. I just haven't been, and I really want to go. Well, I'm sure you have listeners all over the world, and there is a service called HeyYou.com. Yeah. I do not work for them. I know there are enough adverts <laughs> on your it. podcast, but HeyYou.com, H-A-Y-U.com. And it's a way, it's at like three pounds or something a month, and it's a streaming service where you get up to the minute fresh reality television from America. Oh. And we do get Real Housewives, but a little bit delayed. But if you get it from HeyYou... Then you can huh. watch everything. We've got Rob and China. We've got all the different Housewives ones. We've got. Were you in this like celebrity love rehab? Basically, you were. What's yeah. that called? It was called Famously Single. Yes, you were in yes, that as well. I well was in that. Oh, you were good in that. I watched <laughs> oh, that a while you. ago. Yes, that was last year, I think. It was a uh, different because I had never been forced to be in a home yeah. with. A bunch of idiots yeah. to an extent, even though I end up being friends with them after. Yeah. But everyone's fighting for their moment and you have to have cameras twenty four seven. I know. I don't I don't do that. I mean, it's it was very new for me and I was mm. very out of my comfort zone. Well, if you wanna do it again, we have this little show in Britain called Big Brother. I'm aware. Have they asked you? Um yes, they have. And you won't why? I haven't been able to because of my children. Yeah. I could not imagine, 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 I couldn't imagine um, being away from them. I already have, I split the time with their dad. Yeah. So it would, you know, I already miss half their lives. Yeah. So, and you can't, apparently, because I tried to work it into a contract, 
I can't have any contact with them. No, you nothing. Can't. Not a phone call. Not an iPad. No, no FaceTime. Nothing. Yeah. And I don't think I could do that. Well, it's a big show, and I think you'd be great on it. If you could sort a way so that you could, like, fly them to England, they could hang out with me. I'm a really good mom. <laughs> I have a lot of dogs. Oh, nice. Many. Oh, they'll be very happy with that. The teeny tiny dogs that just shiver and piss from their eyes. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I have two at my house. Like, yeah. When you go to touch them, your hand goes yeah. down, they just get a little bit of pee. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm kind of L.A. in that way. And then you could get yourself kicked out midway through. That was that was kind of what I was thinking of, but you, you still can't. You you have, you have to be sequestered. I think. Uh uh-uh. uh Maybe they've changed it, but I nope. heard no. Nope. Heidi and Spencer were uh, evicted from the Big Brother house this so year. So I would be in really good company. Yeah, I mean they were great on it. They know how to play those shows. Yeah. But um, they stayed in a hotel because they were on Snapchat, I think, right away as soon as they were evicted. Really? They were walking around, living life, I think. I have to, my friend Callum has done it quite a few yeah. times, so I will check in with him. But I, as far as what I understood is that I couldn't have any contact. And I am highly competitive, so if I went in there, I don't know that I could just get kicked out to get kicked out. They'd I, keep you in as I well. I want to win. Yeah. I don't know. What, you, what do you win? You get um, fame and fortune. Oh. So you get paid a lot, actually, to do the show, I've heard. And then if you win, a lot of people um, have these big spin-off careers from it in Britain. I mean, it really okay. it's important over there. I wouldn't do it either for the same reason as you. Yeah. I mean, could you Plus, imagine? Plus, I've asked. She has the cutest little girl sitting out there. I couldn't imagine. Like, yeah. Now, is she the daughter of your comedian boyfriend that you broke up with? She is. Well... There's one that I spoke about on stage who's not her father. I don't speak badly about her father. He's no, of a great course guy. not. We're really good friends. Oh, and right. uh, they hang out. They see each other every, okay. like, yeah, they, they hang out. He lives down the road from us. He's Canadian, though. Oh, so he, okay, and, got it. And uh, we split up when she was really small, so she doesn't remember any of that. She sees That's so, she loves so much better. Yeah. Because when they remember, uh-huh. it's like there's questions and yeah. they're a little more scarred and I love that my little one doesn't remember anything he's like you were married to daddy <laughs> I'm like I was he's yeah. like that's weird like, <laughs> no I grew you in my fucking belly well but at least no it's good it's the uh, the culture where it's not a big scandal imagine in the 50s having to leave your husband or something happening and being shunned by the neighborhood at least now all the friends at school everyone's divorced yeah parents. Exactly. it's just the way no exactly maybe teaches them like hey don't get married so young. Really? I, or I'm just stop married having sex. Like 80. Don't get married again. Why get married? Just shack up with someone and have a good time. Because I'll fall in love with him by accident. But you can be in love and not married. I think... I wasn't married, but it's the same hurt. It is the same hurt, but you don't have to go through the craziness yeah. of divorce, which yeah. is legal fees and divorce brings out the worst in everybody that I've sure. ever met. So yep. you could live and be in love and have the magic, yeah. but you don't have to get married. That is the message of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But you could have a giant party and call it your white party, and Ooh. you could still buy you diamonds. I don't know about having a white party in this day and age. Yeah, that's <laughs> but. yeah might not be the best idea after watching the Grammys last night. No, <laughs> yeah, let's not. Yeah. But you, we could have like a pink party. Yes. Yes. We could do that. Yes. Um, so when do we expect your Netflix to come out? Your it's coming out on Valentine's Day, Aww. which may or may not have already happened. Speaking of love. It has. Okay. It happened already, Valentine's yes. Day, and I had a great time. Yes. And then <laughs> um, it comes out Valentine's Day worldwide, apart from, you know, the places that don't want to hear from me, i.e. North Korea. Yeah. Exactly. And Syria, maybe. They possibly. get it. Oh, they, they do? Yes. 
All yeah. right. I wouldn't want them knowing who I am. Wouldn't you? No. I don't want anyone that has nuclear weapons, which is pretty much everyone, yeah. knowing anything about me. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, you kind of want to stay under the radar. Yeah. I feel like Syrians um, wouldn't maybe have the, uh, they wouldn't be watching. No, they don't have, no. I think Syrians who come from the beautiful town that was ravaged by terror, they don't really have time to be watching Netflix at the mm-hmm. moment. They have other things to do. And I don't really see ISIS um, that oh, I community thought, okay. sitting around, yeah, watching, maybe enjoying my special. Yeah. I don't feel like ISIS is my target audience. But that was, but they saying. are on Twitter. They might know who you are. Oh, the ISIS they tweet. Uh oh, maybe we should stop talking about. Yeah, that <laughs> for the best. So, and by the way, Syrians, I don't even know where Syria is. So I'm don't just you? talking out of my ass That's okay. because I'm geographically. Um, crippled i think more people need to say i don't know where syria is i mean you know what just if you if you feel it say it and if you don't really know then you don't really know exactly and there was an mp who was caught out in an interview and they said what do you think about the situation in aleppo and he said the what what's an mp oh (laughs) minister of parliament he didn't know oh no oh you said to say it yeah no don't worry you should say it it was his job to know and he didn't know and we don't know until we ask the questions Right. And unless you are running for government anytime soon, which is plausible. I, I was going to say, at this point, I could I could make it. Then you need to find it out during yeah. your election campaign. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, do you feel like... Or do you feel like you're safe where you are in London? Like, do you feel like right now, with everything going on in the United States, do you feel like it's affecting you? Um, uh, do I feel safe? Currently, I do feel on edge because London is a big and major city, and I don't really know that which way this whole thing oh, it's, it's gonna affect the is world. Gonna go, yeah. Um, as a very privileged, lower middle class white woman who's not seen as an immigrant anywhere in the world, because you you claim because, all the different places. Well, yeah, but effectively, I'm an immigrant. Yeah, uh, in Canadian, Irish, and UKish. Yes, UKish, British mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, I personally feel safe, and I think it's important for someone like me to use my privilege to be an activist for people who don't feel safe, because those are my peers, my friends, my colleagues, and um, I think it's really important to know about all of it, and to speak about it, and to use intersectionalism, even when it makes people uncomfortable. So I do, in stand-up and in life, I talk about issues that don't affect me, because I'm not safe until we're all safe. And we're not all safe. We're not, I don't know that we're ever going to all be safe, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It scares me for our children. Because I almost want to be like, just go have sex right now because mm-hmm. you never know if we're going to all be dead in a week. And That's a living, good way to live yeah. your life, though, maybe right? regardless of the political climate. Maybe. I mean, I feel like I just don't want them to miss out on anything, and I feel like we could be bombed any second. We could. Yeah. Or yeah. we could have this completely utopian socialist government where everything's fine, and you could walk out and get hit by a bus. That's so, true. It's good to know what's going on, but I mean, you can't let it affect your happiness and that's what comedy's for yes it's true and i think it's so nice just kick back watch some uh real housewives listen to a <laughs> podcast take a break and not feel so up against it all the time well then that means turn your news off because i had to do that yeah. and, and so i'm not as aware as i should be but honestly it was affecting me daily i was i was scared for my children i couldn't stop thinking about it and at some point i just had to let it go mm-hmm. you know and you just have to go about your life and live your life and and if you don't know where syria is that's seriously okay <laughs> i think your news 
in America has a way of completely catastrophizing everything it's really scary happening. it's like they have an agenda of fear it seems i turn on the telly over here and it'll be um are you sick here's the medicine that you need to get this medicine called da 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 da, da. what's wrong with your dick we could fix it call this number <laughs> and then the next advert will be like hey were you missold dick medicine by this place we can sue them for you and get right. you lots of money did and you lose a limb somewhere it's so right. weird <laughs> and then the news will come on i'll be like there's been this terrible i mean uh, I think that it's important to listen to lots of different news stations. Yeah, I do not let my children Al-Jazeera. even, I, I want them to be aware, but right now it's just so, it's not even making sense to adults. Yeah. So how is it going? I don't want anything in their poor little heads to, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like, yes, there's knowledge is power, but at the same time, if the person who's speaking, it doesn't have any knowledge, yeah. then we shouldn't be taking it in. I think too, though, there's a theme of, privilege and it for me moving to the UK and then very quickly finding myself a single mom with very few options and very little money uh, I think the thing that really helped me was acknowledging my own privilege because you can wallow a lot and you you can go oh I can't do this and this is hard for me I don't have any family who love me I don't have any help but as soon as you uh, acknowledge your privilege. You actually take ownership of the things you can do and the the blessings that you do have, right. and it helps you build a better life. So, I mean, uh, when when we turn that stuff off, I think it is important to remember there are people who cannot turn that stuff off. That's true. And for me, I like to learn about it and speak about it as much as I can and know about it, but I'll never know enough. I don't. I mean, there's things I just don't want to know, and that's the truth because. It, like it takes over yeah. and I have, I have a life to live. I have two little beings to, yeah. to bring up properly, hopefully. And, um, how old are they? Nine and 13. I cannot believe you have a 13 year old. Yes. He's, he's taller than me. I'm wearing his sweats right now because oh I can, because I don't own sweats. I realized that <laughs> I don't have any sweats and I needed to be comfortable today because my period's coming. Yeah. So I borrowed my 13 I mean, he's sweats. gonna be really happy if you have mm-hmm. your period in his in my sweats. sweats. I know, right? I think about it like gross. auction them off on eBay or something. He's <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm mom, like, did you have your period in my favorite sweats? Not again? again. Why did you do it again? You're so embarrassing. <laughs> That's really gross. No, it's not. No, I mean, it, it is what? a little gross. Speaking of privilege, again, he needs to know, he needs to grow up knowing that sometimes. Women have Leap their periods line. in their son's sweatpants. That's true. And he should wear them with pride. He should. Like a Chinese flag to his school. And he <laughs> needs to. Or is it Japan? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> or is it Syria? I'm <laughs> No, I mean, we're just being assholes. But really? the truth, I mean, the, you know, oh, did you see that movie Absolutely Fabulous? Because I yeah? obsessed with it. And all my friends are like... Oh, it's like British humor. I don't get it. I'm like, it's not. It's humor forever. It's like it more is. fashionista humor to me than British. Like, I didn't, I don't know. What's the difference? It was just fucking hilarious. It's amazing. It was hilarious. I was dying and I told all my friends to see it and no one really liked it except for me. Really? Well, then yeah. you must be the smartest of them all because. That's scary. It is the Devil Wears Prada, but on a big, bad new level. It is part like it was the Hangover series and Bridesmaids and Romeo and Michelle. I mean, French and Saunders are massive, massive, famous, amazing artists, and they've created a lot. If you liked Jennifer Saunders and that, you need to check it all out. She's hilarious. Yeah. They both, I mean, when they were sticking needles in their head, <laughs> I was like, this is just, and they're like swiping on Tinder, that really hot, like supermodel guy. I'm like, this is going to be me in like five years. <laughs> 
I mean, it really is. And, and you should watch the old series of Absolutely Fabulous, too. I know. I want to. It's amazing. And there's so many... It's such a love letter to Britain, that film. There are loads of British... Yeah, like, like, yeah exactly. And little, yeah. like, everyone was popping up. And I know who they are because I think more... It was a fashion-y yeah. thing. But a lot of my friends didn't get it. I was very sad. My kids didn't... Well, I know they're not supposed to watch it, but I let yeah. them. And they didn't really like it either. But, well, too bad for them. You can yeah. sit there and you can watch it again. Right, exactly. Having your period all over all of their things. <laughs> and that is your right. Yes. You know as what? their mother. Right. It's true. At least I still get it. I love that. I know. At least I still get it. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's going to be a time when I can't have my period in the sweats and he's going to really miss that. He will, <laughs> he will miss it. I think so. He'll keep them to remind him <laughs> of the times. It must bother him, though, that you're so sexy. Like, do his friends, they, they're coming of a certain age where they're going to fancy you now? Um, my kids are both complete pervs mm. and their friends are pervs too. Yeah. So I'm very aware and I'm very not sexy in front of them at all. And they're like, man, we thought your mom was way cooler. And I'm like, get out here. We're having dinner. Sit down. I'm yeah. not like, I'm, they're pervs. Like when mate, Jake the other day was like, mom, come here. And I was like, okay. And he gave me a hug and literally <sighs> grabbed the side of my boob in the hug. And he goes, oh. Hey, what does a felt up mean? I go, well, it's what you just did to me (laughs) because he was watching Family Guy and and he said, and now you're out of my bed, Mr. Creepy, you're done. Like no, there, there comes a point when they turn perv and then you just have to like no more, like no bra and underwear, no anything in front of them, get out, maybe the period in the pants, but that's it. Yeah, I mean that's in, in really important to do to right. them so that they understand what we go through as On women. Purpose. Yeah, but I can't imagine having sons. I'm really lucky to have just one like lovely little gentle daughter. Just wait, honey. Is uh, your nine year old a boy as well? <laughs> yes, I have, you two, have boys. two boys. Yes. Oh my god, which is awesome for me because like they're they just beat the shit out of each other <laughs> and they're simple creatures. Yeah. Whereas I have three nieces and it's like drama, 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 oh. crying and makeup. And all the things that I don't want to... My kids go out. They don't even shower. No. Like, half the time. I'm like, you guys have to take... But why? It's like, I'm giving them a prison sentence by saying, take a shower and brush your teeth. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like puppies. Yeah, they really are. Sweet. Like dirty little puppies that roll around the grass (laughs) and then don't bathe. But they're cute and they will always love their mama. They will. Except the little one likes his daddy better. But that's okay. I think they go through phases. We'll see. Daddy's cool. The mommy's cool. They, they love us both. They're both good. But I have a mama's boy and I definitely have a daddy's boy. All right. So there's one of each. They're and very one different. one of them look like you and then the other looks like the other? Well, they both have, look like both of us. They okay. both have, we both, we, Eddie and I have like Asian eyes. So they both look part Asian and we get that a lot. Like, did you adopt those kids? I'm like, fuck you. No, I didn't. Really? I gave my vagina up for them. Oh, you never know because with Botox happening, kind of everybody gets this strange eye lift. I don't know that. Know. Oh, I think the eyebrows come up. Yeah. I don't know that it can do that to the eyes. Because I get a drop under here because it will bring it down to make it more round. Because oh, really? my eyes are very Asian, which I like. Except they're not Korean. No. They're like, I, I think, japanese Like really beautiful almond eyes. Right. <laughs> well, I think the answer is to take those children for Botox immediately. I think so. There's never a it, long time to yeah, start. Yeah, you've got to start. <laughs> I've had never. a little bit of Botox, but I mostly get... Um, those laser facials, I love. Well, you have gorgeous skin. Thanks, it's but I also live pretty. in England where we don't right. have a no sun. sun. But, yeah. but I mean, you still get UVA. I mean, you can still have ugly skin in England. I have some friends because really? a lot of my <laughs> friends smoke over there, and they don't take care of their skin. They're dudes, though. Okay. Yeah. So no, I think drinking does it more than smoking. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't know about that. Okay, <laughs> no, I, I do. I think that's why J Lo's so hot and pretty is because she doesn't drink. Doesn't that's, she? She does. She's forty-seven. She looks like she's twenty. No alcohol. What's going on with J Lo? I, mean. I think she's like injecting baby yeah. placenta into her body, which we should all do. Oh, duh! They we rolled get our... mine away. What? I didn't get a chance to perv on it, to freeze dry it, nothing. I Fry it up. I would have been well into that. Yeah. J-Lo's like the Benjamin Button yeah. of music. I know. I'm, she's gorgeous. I love her. I'm Is she dating Drake now? No, but she's getting hated on because she's supposedly too old for him. And I'm sorry if you look like that. You can date whoever the fuck you want to date. Yeah. And I think that they were just making music together and not like sexual music, just like music music. Well, they were fanning the flames of a yeah, romance for sure. a bit. I saw that too. Which is fine with me, but I just don't like being lied to, Brandy. I want to know oh. who's penetrating whom at all times. I need the update. I need to know. <laughs> well, you're going to have to go back to England then because everyone <laughs> here lies about everything. You never know if it's real or not here. Fake news. Yeah, exactly. Fake news. Yeah. Like your butt. Exactly, which I will get now, and no one can fault me for it. Double jeopardy. Right, that's true. I, I don't know. When they lift it up, do they put something inside it? Okay, so BBL. You don't know? No. Oh, you need to follow on Snapchat um, the real Dr. Dr. Miami. He's this guy in Florida that just basically live streams BBLs all day long, and then every once in a while it'll be him just like, talking to his Snapchat. He was in West Hollywood yesterday doing a meet and greet for some reason. So he's like famous here? I, well, why you need a signed t-shirt from a I don't know, a butt a doctor? doctor? I mean, why not? If Doctors are the ones who should be famous. It's true. And so he lipos your entire body pretty much, mostly the waist, okay. and then he harvests that fat, and then with the same or very similar lipo cannula, like puts it back into your hips and bum. Okay. And the result is amazing and there's no cutting or anything there'd be little poke holes but i just i think i have a problem i watch this you really you're, you're obsessed you know I I, you it. know a little more the cannula thing i know exactly what that is it's like a thing that goes in and it's like a hole at the top it's and like it's a tube, like yeah but not it's a sharp. metal it's been there's no point on it mm. yeah that's not good it's so <laughs> I, amazing to me i, I love watching it i can't i like i I like the way it looks on some people, but I can't watch that kind of stuff because I dry heave. Dude. It's really gross to me. Do you know about Dr. Pimple Popper? No, but I know about people that watch it on, like, the you like, on, they have the pimple thing yeah. that they have to watch, and that grosses me out, too, even though I enjoy popping pimples. Yeah? I just don't want to watch other people's pus. Well, I like it when it's hard, like, when it comes out all in like one. Like a little, like a, like a pearl? I think there's, yes! something very satisfying about that because there was a problem right. and then the problem was solved. solved and I just feel like everything's in order in the universe when I watch it but if you don't get it all out and it's just like a little white bead and then because you squeezed it some goes underneath and it gets infected and <gasps> it becomes a cyst not and then with, you get a scar not with Dr. Pimple Popper though she's the best know. there is I don't know about that. Well, you need to get on the Instagram. And check <laughs> I really, I'm going to check out your Instagram and I'm going to see what the fuck you're looking at, and and then I'll understand you a little better. Thank you. I have a myriad of interests, and I don't apologize for any of them. I, I, as you should not yeah. ever. Well, so tell us how to find you on social media, and when. And tell us again when the Netflix special comes out. Okay, the Netflix special streams worldwide from February 14th. You can add that to your list. 
I think it's as good as watching it. And um, if you like it, there's lots of stuff that I've worked on over the last 10 years in Britain available all around. Hit me up. My Twitter is at Kathbum, which is not because I've had a fake BBL. It's that's <laughs> You're my, obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. I have a real problem. Um, anally fixated, Freud would say. No, my mother <laughs> called me that when I was little. And my Twitter is at Kathbum. My Instagram's at Kathbum. My oh. Snapchat's at Kathbum. Because surprisingly, that name's not taken by anyone else. Well, then you're easy to find. I like that. I am. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Good luck thank in you. LA. And at, are you, are you going to be again at the Comedy Store anytime soon? I hope so. We'll see if people like the special. And we'll see what you do to sort out what's left of your country. And then if it's safe, yeah. come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we probably won't see you anymore. Oh. No, I'm well, it's been nice. Like, so cool to meet you in you real life. You You look so pretty. It's annoying. It's true about me. I don't like it. No, it's just perfect skin. And I understand why you want to watch pimple poppers because you've never fucking had one. <laughs> That's it. Hey, guys, want to help my podcast stay free to download with minimal ads? We'll take our survey over at podcastone.com. Responses will help align the appropriate advertisers to my audience. The survey is really short and completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes. There are two easy ways to doing the survey. Go to www podcastone.com slash my survey or go to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you filled out a survey in the past, we thank you, but we still need you to do it again. You will do me and Will and Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. Thank you for supporting my program and for taking the time to complete this survey. Well, Catherine seems like a lovely lady, mm-hmm. and I look forward to seeing her new Netflix special, Catherine Ryan in Trouble. So that'll be fun. I'll be checking that out for sure, and you guys should too. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, it's Jordan Harbinger. For the last 10 years, I've successfully helped people build their self-confidence with my Art of Charm podcast. And now, along with Art of Charm, I'm hosting a new show. It's Podcast One's latest program, The Forbes List. On the show, we talk to the Forbes editors that curate their famous and respected lists, like self-made richest people, billionaires, and highest-paid athletes. We'll get behind-the-scenes insight and information that doesn't make the print cut. It launches this week, on February 16th. So please subscribe on iTunes to the Forbes list, and don't forget to rate us, review, and share.